Well, you know, they say that time flies when you're having fun. And I'm going to have to say I believe them because we have reached episode 38 on the Rich Relationship Podcast with Kim and Renee. And this week, we are going to have the opportunity to talk about something we don't really like to talk a lot about, but it's a really important part of our life experience, the topic of grief and mourning. And so what did you get from our time together? That grief is something that you're just going to have to go through. You know, you can't rush it. No one can do it for you. So if you're experiencing a loss in your life, then you just have to go through it. You know, and unfortunately, I think some people ignore it. And ignoring and delaying it doesn't prevent it. So that's something I got out of it. Great. So no, for without any further ado, we're going to introduce Vanessa Blackwell, the grief coach and the book coach. Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. Vanessa, we are so excited about you being here. We have the amazing Vanessa Blackwell, and she is going to not only share with us because she is known for being the grief strategist and the joy. She helps to bring joy and restoration to people's lives. But she's also the author coach. And I can testify to that. Vanessa Blackwell, thank you so much for being with us this evening. Thank you, Gil and Renee, for having me. We appreciate your time. We, I know it's kind of late where you're at. Where are you at, Vanessa? In Maryland. Oh, wow. So you, this is not past the bedtime, is it? We ain't keeping no, you up a- too late. <laughs> no, <I'm good>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you joining us. And so before, I know you and Renee are kind of familiar with each other already, but for our listeners that don't, can you just give us a little bit of your background and, and who is Vanessa Black? Hmm. Well, I'm a mom, um, a grandmother. I have seven grand. Wow. Yes. Five grandsons and two granddaughters. Wow. My oldest grand is like 26. So I've been a grandmom for a long time. Oh, so That's you're awesome. a pro. You're, you're a an professional. expert. That's a whole nother uh, episode. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm retired military. I retired from the Army. 2017, I did 24 years. Oh, congratulations. Wow. Thank you for your service. I'm one of your brothers in arms. I'm retired Air Force. All right. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank you. you. Thank you for your service as well. An author, coach, um, grief strategist. Just doing my little thing now with the books, um, taking one day at a time, enjoying retired life. What would you say, um, and you, you also are a widow, and I, I told you offline that you are the first widow that we have had on our show, and I think that that is such an important part of life. You know, everyone wants to be a bride, everyone wants to get married, but I want you to kind of speak to what it's like to have the person you plan to spend the rest of your life with go on to be with the Lord before you. It's tough for, because like you said, you plan, you know, to be together for the rest of your lives. And uh, when one leaves early, especially if they're young or they're not sick, you know, um, I think a lot of times just if it, if a person is, um, if they're sick, then you can kind of like prepare yourself. If it's the law, the doctor's telling you, you know, you're going back and forth, it's kidneys or something like that. I think you're a little more prepared. Right. But if it's an accident or an accidental death, and it's just sudden like that, and poof, they're gone, it's tough. 
you know, I know Renee called you the grief strategist for, for listeners who just kind of are really, they kind of think they know what grief is and between grief and mourning. Can you, from your expertise, kind of break down the differences between grief and mourning? Yeah. So mourning is normally right after you go through mourning, right after a loss, you know, um, after the death or after a divorce. A lot of times people, cause you still can grieve from, um, divorce as well. Yeah. Lost relationships, um, your children, a lot of people are losing kids nowadays. Yeah. So they really struggle with the loss of your children, parents. So, and then you normally go into like mourning right after, like I said, after a person passes away. Then the, after the people stop visiting, the calls stop coming, um, less and less, and people see you out because you're not married anymore, your spouse is deceased, they don't know how to approach you. Yeah. So everything's changed because it was it used to be the couple thing. Hey, you and your husband. Um, now you're single, so they're like, well, she's probably not going to come because you know he passed away, or he's probably not going to come because she passed away. So you're not invited to certain things that you would normally used to fit in. So it it you have to kind of like find your new norm, <laughs> and that takes a while because it doesn't you don't adjust just like overnight. What would you say is one practical thing that you practiced in your life to help you discover your new norm? Stillness. You know, I saw journaling because like I said, I had to, I have had to deal with a lot of death in my lifetime. I, my mom had 13 sisters and brothers and only one, I have one aunt left on my mom's side. Wow. My father, it was like nine of them. So he has, I have two aunts, three aunts on my dad's side, but not all his brothers passed away too, as well as him. So I've had it, and my grandparents on both sides, they passed away. And then all my siblings, I had three sisters and a brother, and they all passed away. Okay. So I am the last one left out of five. And that's kind of like, so I started to dig deep into grief, you know, and try to dissect it. Because like I said, I looked at my kids, my nieces and my nephews and my cousins, and I was like, wow, we even really only had one person left on mama's side. So what are they going to do? You know, how are we used to saying get through this? So me studying and learning and watching people that really be grieving because people don't know what to say. They just look at you. It's like, you know, and they don't know how to act until it affects them. Right. Right. And when it happens to them, then they see how you feel. You know, they're like, well, you, sometimes you just need to listen. Just listen to a person. You know, for us, we've had a lot of losses in our life as well. Because like my mother was murdered by a serial killer. My, my, my mom and dad died within a few months of each other. My god, my godmother, my grandmother. I mean, we, so we basically don't have any parents. So Vanessa, you know, I understand that, you know, you normally talk to people about how to deal with grief. What would be something that in your own personal experience, you realize has helped you through your whole process of dealing with being the sole survivor in your family? Well, I started journaling a lot. Journaling really helped me starting to write about, you know, some of my feelings and some, like, because a lot of, I, I was struggling with birthdays and anniversaries and the, um, any holidays, because I like that with the holidays um, being so different now, since our family is not here and everybody's kids is grown so that everybody's like doing their own thing and not speaking. So it, it, it's been tough. It really has. What have been some of the things that you, some of the new traditions that you've started to not necessarily take the place of the old traditions, but to make things 
like you said, to discover your new normal? Well, like I said, because most of my family, um, my nieces and nephews are in North Carolina. So I still go home. And my mom had, all, had asked me that before she passed away. She said, Vanessa, t- when something happens to me, when I do pass away, I want you to continue to do things as if I was here. And my mom passed in 98. So I promised my aunt I would never stop coming home. And I would always tell my kids to do, continue on doing the same things that I do now. Because unfortunately, you know, it's a debt we all have to pay. Yes. Oh, no when. You know, Vanessa, you mentioned about death and you started to journal and do some things to kind of let it out. Can you talk to some of the kind of roadblocks? I know you found um, journaling as an outlet, but can you talk to some of the roadblocks that some people may be going through that that they may not even be aware of, you know, that is preventing them from experiencing grief. Yeah, because like with grief, sometimes grief relates to like the thoughts and feelings that accompany a loss. Mm -hmm. From the sadness, the anger, to longing to be with the person. And on the other hand, with mourning, mourning is how how you show your feelings of grief in public. Mm -hmm. You know, how you get dressed and, you know, for the funeral, all the funeral arrangements, People be in mourning during that time. Would you would you kind of say that, you know, I, I know I was looking at your, your book and just kind of scanning it and as we were preparing for this. And I like one of the things that you, you talked about in the book when you were talking about, you know, one of the goal is the goal should be to confront the grief and to move past it, you know, or is it like a process that that can be restored when people kind of go through it? Until you get to the other side, till till you accept it, right. you have to go through. So it's something that you actually have to experience. And you're going, you know, a lot of people just try to avoid their feelings. They don't want to cry. Because like a lot of times, if it's sudden death or you weren't prepared and you're running around, ripping around the whole funeral and, you know, it's so many things you have to do in such a short period of time. So a lot of times you don't cry. You know, you just right. don't, you just feel like you don't know how to, that you're feeling, you know, how to release the grief. So until once things start to calm down and, you know, it could be 30 days later and you just bust out in tears, you know, you just never allowed yourself time to grieve. And a lot of times with jobs, they don't, you can only stay off work like three to five days and they want you to come back to work. But most of the time you're definitely not prepared. Now, you know, I know you talked about the time frame. Everybody kind of handles things a little bit differently, even as they experience grief, even when they go through the process. Um, about when, when, I know you just mentioned time being a factor, you know, is it something that you would say that is just for a season or would you say it can last longer than that where you have like kind of reoccurring moments, you know, if you see a certain time, a certain, you know, you may listen to a certain song or you may hear a certain thing that brings back memories. Would that be still kind of categorized that you're still going through a grieving process? Yes. Because certain smells, it's like if it's mm-hmm. cologne, you can smell a cologne and it'll remind you. Um, certain foods, um, certain places, if you're driving, I know me and my sister used to go to the nail salon all the time together on Saturday mornings. And every time I, and we had to put her in a nursing home before um, she passed away for a short time trying to get her rehabilitated. And um, every time I go down that hill on my way to work, I would tears would just form in my eyes. I would just, just automatically just hit that certain spot where she was before she passed. And it just brought, you know, the memory right back, just as if it was yesterday. And, you know, I think that's something that we need to be okay with 
you know, because the Bible talks about to lament. I think that when someone played a major role in your life, for you to think that there isn't going to be a void is very unrealistic. Right. And to tell someone you have two days or you have 30 days or you have however long. So I don't think you can give someone a, a time for how they're going to how they're going to grieve because I think everyone is different. I know for me, I had one, one of my friend's mom, I was really close to her. And I think that her death brought on all of the grieving that I never did when my mother died and my father died. It was like, it was like a trigger. And for the first time, instead of running away from grief, I allowed myself to feel like you talked about the feelings and the loss. And, and I think most people are afraid of that feeling of being out of control. But I think that grief has a way of making us a different person. And I think when you talk about writing and stuff, that's what I see it's done in you because you've, you're taking something negative and you're building something beautiful with it. Yes, yes. Yeah, because like I said, I journal a lot and I teach my um, clients to do the same. You know, write it down because like I said, next year or say... 18 months from now, you'll start to, you know, adjust and realize, okay, I must go on, um, but I just don't know how, you know, you don't know the how. So like I said, but the new norm comes, you know, as each day, you know, unfolds, we get stronger and stronger. So you learn to live without your loved one and knowing that they will always live on in your heart. So that's where they live in our heart. So the memories, I, I tell people, create all the memories you can. Take as many pictures as you, because one day that's all that's going to be left here. Is those right. pictures, and, and you, you kind of mentioned it just now when you said stronger. One of the things that came to my mind was how men, we would tend to kind of hold it in. And, you know, that old saying is you don't show weakness or you don't show your emotion. You know, just from based on, like you said, working with your clients, can you talk to about how men and women may handle grief a little bit differently in the outward appearance and some of the things that somebody can maybe use and say, this might be an indicator that I'm going through something and I just may not even be aware of it. Yes, exactly. Because like I said, men, a lot of times men don't want to cry, you know, or they, if they cry, they cry at home, you know, and especially their mom, you know, you see a little, they got a little handkerchief, just one or two pets and it's gone. And, you know, then they have to go after the funeral or they go back home and the wife said, well, he's getting real dist, you know, right. he's not talking, you know, but like I said, of course, if it's your loved one, you was raised up with them all your life, the majority of all your childhood life. And that was all, you know, so you are close to that person. So a lot of times the grief affects you, the relationship that you had with the person. So that is how long it takes. If you've been with somebody 30 years, you've been married to someone 30, 35 years. I mean, Life is definitely different now that they're gone. So it's going to take you a while to get over that. It's not going to happen overnight. So this is a new segment in our show that we were talking about, or we mentioned it on the previous episode that we're going to be changing a little bit. Yeah. So we used to have got wisdom, got questions, but we have revised it a little bit and we're going to be calling it things. I wish I knew as it pertains to relationships. This is something that, that you came up with. Yeah, because I really wanted to call it things that make you go, hmm. Right. But I think that was already used already. Yeah, it was used back in the day on the show yes. that some people may have watched. But yes. I think things I wish I knew is a little bit more targeted for yeah. what we're doing here. Yeah. So what you got this week? Well, you know, I think if I, if I would have known when I was younger that life wasn't fair, I think I would have been better equipped to deal with 
the highs and the low and the good and the bad. I think that sometimes when you go through life thinking that life is going to be fair, you set yourself up for disappointment. Right. And so something that I wish I knew was that while life is not fair, God is just. And anything he allows, he has a purpose for it. Right. No matter how difficult it may be, even if it's the loss of a loved one, the sudden loss of a loved one. We're seeing a lot in the media right now. People are, you know, seem to be leaving life a lot earlier. Right. And one of the things I was listening to Tony Evans and he was talking about the old people in the room Mm -hmm. and old was not necessarily based on your age. It was when it was time for you to expire. And so we don't know who the old people are. The old person could be five. The old person could be, uh, it could be, uh, the old person could be one. Right. There's no time frame. There is no time. And so we really don't know when our time is going to come. And so while life is not fair, God is just. And when we approach life with the understanding that everything that happens, you know, the Bible says all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to their purpose, it allows us to approach life with a sober perspective about all the things that happen to you may not make you feel good, but there's a purpose for it. Right. So that's good. Wish things I wish I knew. Things I wish I knew. So if you want to reach out to us and you want to send us something that you wish you knew, we want you to spend some time this week downloading our app, Speak Freely, because that's a platform where you can ask questions, share wisdom, And you can also help, we can help you with your decision-making process. Go to the Google or the Apple App Store and download the Speak Freely app. Speak Freely with Gil and Renee. Yes, Speak Freely with Gil and Renee. And so this is the segment of our show called Things I Wish I Knew. Gil and Renee Beaver's over 30-year relationship is the genesis for the Rich Relationship Podcast, which is designed to empower individuals with the tools, principles, and the community needed to unpack ourselves our past, and our preconceived notions associated with relationships. Let's get empty and grow together so that our lives will be filled with love and healthy, rich relationships. Now let's go into our show. You know, and I think that's something, like you said, you plan on things going a certain way. And I think that, you know, not only is, you know, we kind of talked about it, not only is a death a loss, so is a dream, a hope, and, and what you do in coaching people, speak to a little bit about how you, because I told you, I said, Vanessa is really a coach because she's not just standing back telling you what to do. She comes alongside you and helps you through the process of making your dreams come true. Speak to some of that. How, what made you decide that you want to take what you went through and help other people? Because coping with the loss, especially when my younger sister passed away. At first, I felt that it was just me and her left. So, I, okay, listen, we got this. She continued to do like mom asked us to do. And what Cheetah and Gary would want us to do since they're not here, you know, how we help our, the kids. Well, then when she passed away in 2014, I looked around and said, wow, you know, it's just me. But, you know, my look, my younger sister, she was three years younger than me. She always said, well, Vanessa, you know, if I pass away, you know, I want you to do this and X, Y, Z. Let Vanessa handle everything because she's good with stuff like that. But I had to kind of, when my mom got sick in 98, my sister had moved back to Carolina because she was here in Maryland. And then her kids, her and her husband separated. Her children went back to North Carolina to finish high school. And she wanted to retire from her job at the VA to go back home with them. And she asked me, she said, Mom, Vanessa, I want you to do me a favor. And I'm like, what? And she said, take care of mom. I was like, oh, okay. I guess it's my turn. You know, I said, well, you know, I can't be selfish because- right. You're here, you know, so you can go ahead and do what you got to do, and I'll pick it up from here. 
So I, I think it was like 34 then, back then. And uh, I just started taking care of my mom. And that was, like I said, that was one of the reasons I went back in the military because I went in for one year and I didn't like it. I got out. But like I said, I worked various jobs, did the post office, shoppers, you name it, trying to make a living and realize that those benefits was what I was needing later on in life. And I thank God that I went back because I learned a lot. And if you deal with a lot of people, you know, um, different, yeah. Yeah, different races and um, nationalities, um, being deployed. When I went to Iraq, we lost one of our soldiers. He was like 21. So again, I was always seemed like the one, you know, where when somebody was going through something, they always say, hey, Vanessa, you know, well, how did you have it? I know you lost your sister. You lost your your mother, you lost, you, you see what I'm saying? So I had to start, and I told him, I said, I read a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I read, I studied, I prayed, and I asked God to give me the strength. So I got, the Lord allowed me to get grief coach certified in 2012. Wow. My, my youngest sister was still living, so I was like, I'm not sure if I really want to do that. Because, you know, grief, like you said, with the mourning thing, it's painful. People be mm-hmm. really hurt. They don't know. I, I have a young lady that I coach. She lost her son. Her son got killed due to gun violence a couple of years ago. And she is having a terrible time. She wrote in the last book, that project that I had, she's having a terrible time. You know what I can say that I ha- I'm learning through this journey of um, learning the difference between, you know, what do you do? Because I think that unfortunately we become so consumer oriented, like, like you said, to write. If we would learn to create something versus consume something or you know, alcohol, shopping. I think those are all just quick fixes. They don't really deal with, like you said, you got to the root of it. What are some of the, other than just writing, what are some other creative ways that people can begin to take their energy and put it into something positive? Um, find something that, that you really like to do. Now I do a lot of craft now, um, things that I never thought I would have the patience for, but I just uh, do little cups, mugs. Some people, um, crossword puzzles. Find your creative side. Tap into that because that'll bring you a lot of healing too. Coloring is another thing that helps because it's real therapeutic to, to color. And and I appreciate the, the insight that you're actually giving our listeners to, who may be actually experiencing grief. So if you're just joining us, we're talking to Vanessa Blackwell about grief on this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast. And those are some some very good therapeutic ways of outlets that people may not be aware that can have some awesome benefits to something that they may think is very, very simple can be, can pay huge dividends, you know, in them and their healing, you know? So one of the things that I wanted to ask you that you, you, you mentioned in your book, and I thought it was really good about how sometimes people feel like it's affliction. They're being afflicted by a situation or a circumstance, almost like they're being targeted or they're being singled out because they're going through certain situations and they may end up getting mad at God. And I know you, you talked about your losses and some of the things that you experienced with your family. What could you say to someone who may have those kind of that mindset that they feel like they're being singled out or targeted or like they're being Why afflicted? is this happening to me? Yeah. Why is it happening to me? I've learned that your trials and tribulations are only meant to make you stronger. We know where we've been, but we don't know where we have to go. So all the stuff that I went through in my life, I look back and I used to say, well, why me? But now I say, well, why not me? Yes. You know, so I think the things that I went through, God was preparing me for today and beyond. And so, like I said, God's going to take you to go. When you trust him, and just like I said earlier, we didn't come here to stay. 
Mm-hmm. All being used by the Lord. We all in line, you know, and we just don't know when we got to move to the front. You know, one I love that your one of the scriptures is is in the book that Renee's favorite scripture is Wednesday eight twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Things work together mm-hmm. for, the, for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. You know, and I know when you are probably going through those grief counseling training sessions and even the life that you're experiencing, you may have had those thoughts of, like you said, why me guy, why am I going, you know, and you just kind of alluded to it just now saying, you know, why not me? Because he has equipped you for it. So, you know, when people are going through those afflicted situations or grief or losses and things like that, they have to turn to what you just said, you know, turn to God and, and really try to see what is the, impact or what is the 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 situation what is it bringing out you know so one of the things i wanted to ask you about is when when people are going through those situations how can they really really want to find wholeness and find peace that may be kind of eluding them it it takes time but like i said if you hold on to god's unchanging hand he's going to bring you peace and peace in knowing that you know most of the time you've done all that you could do you know, for your loved one, if they're sick, because like I said, I've been around family members that were sick. And then some that um, my brother had a massive heart attack where he, you know, passed away. Um, I talked to him earlier that day. And later on, at even about 7 p.m., he, he had passed. He had a massive heart attack. So it's like I had to, to look back, you know, you're thankful for every day right. that we're here. We thank God for the things that we've been through and we've overcome. We, you, when he gives you a message to share, we are here to help one another. So I thank you and Gil for what you all are doing as well, because it's relationships, because people are so distant now. Yeah. And young African-American, um, um, African-American men don't know how, you see what I'm saying? Because most of them fathers were not in the home. Right. That's very true. So they don't know how to be good dads. You know, when you're raised by a single parent, a mother, a female can teach a girl how to be a woman, but you cannot teach a, a, a male how to be a man. Girl, right. say that again. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that's a... It's a mess. It's a struggle. Yeah. It so is. I appreciate what you all are doing. This is really, you know, to God be the glory, right? Yes, but, and it's know? our passion because just like you, I think that when we take our pain, we can discover our message. Yes. And it's something we always wanted. We always wanted healthy relationships with our parents and our siblings and it didn't always happen and so for us just like you we're like how could I take what I'm going through so that it will matter for eternity and it could be able to help somebody else True, but just like when you were saying that what God just dropped in my spirit well it had you had to be in unhealthy situations Mm -hmm. or you would know what healthy yes and so many times I think people want the blessings of God without God. They want a testimony without a test. They want to be strong without any resistance. And I think that, you know, conversations like this, your book, you know, the podcast makes people realize what you're going through. It's not just you. You're not the only person that's had a loss. You're not the only person that's been disappointed. And it's not that you want to be insensitive to people, but, but I think a part of it, as we begin to share, you're not alone it makes it easier for you to not put the focus just on you. And I think that's a big part of it is when you say draw or write, you're saying take the focus off of just you because when you're gone, you have something to leave behind. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and one of the things I wanted to ask you before we give you an opportunity to talk about some of your upcoming projects and, and, 
and some of the, the book collaboration that you guys are working on. I know that's something that that's really, really great. How important would you say it, it is for someone who may be going through a rough time in their life to have community involved and people surrounding them than in some of the things that they may be experiencing? How would how important do you would you say that is when someone is really going through a rough time? I think they need to be around because then you'll realize that you're not alone. So when you stay connected, it's when you, you know, when you disconnect from everybody in the world and just feel like you shut yourself in, then you're grieving alone and it's, it's, it's worse. So if you stay connected and stay in church and stay, you know, around your circle or your community or get counseling or coaching or whatever that you may need, it's going to help you heal and get there faster. Awesome advice. So now let's talk about the joy stuff. Let's get to the joy, joy, to the joy, joy. It's pretty heavy. So <laughs> why don't you tell people about the some of the upcoming projects that you, and some of the things that you want to highlight and even how people can get in touch with you if they need someone to talk to. And you, you're just, after hearing you talk about it, they just say, I think I want. How can people reach you and, and talk about some of the things you guys got coming? Um, so my website is www.griefhelpline.coach. Um, they can go to my website. They can reach me. Um, I do take a phone calls, and my number is 240-270-1522. And the, the projects that we are working on is Finding Joy in the Journey. Yay! Yes, and thank you so much, Gil and Renee, for being a part of this project. I'm so excited it, about it. it. It is a joy to be a part of something that we know is going to impact people's lives. Thank you so much. So, so one of the things I wanted to ask you uh, to, as we come to the end of it, I know you just mentioned about finding joy in the journey. Why don't you tell a little bit about what that project is all about for those who may not be familiar, even though the title kind of says it all, but why don't you talk a little bit about how that came about and how God put that in you? Well, I'm a first, a 15 time author and nine of my books are collaborations. I love collaboration because you're connected, like you said, with the community of people helping to market the project. Um, since I retired, I do not have a lot of, you know, friends. And like I said, with my, I did get, uh, I was engaged to a guy and he was, Paul was killed in a car accident in 2007. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So like I told you, tried, uh, um, you know, this, Stuff after stuff, but you know, God, he's working it out. But like I said, you do miss some. And um, so now the Finding Joy in the Journey project was birthed out of, you know, with, especially after retirement. What makes you happy now, Vanessa? Where um, are you trying to go? I mean, I still love to travel, but I still want to help people. Yeah. And I knew with the project, I did a, um, Your Wings Were Ready, But My Heart Was Not. And that was with 20 women. We had, it was a great project. Um, everybody shared a chapter. And of course, some of them said, well, what are we going to do after this? I was, <laughs> like, oh. I was like, well, we could do something else. I said, but well, we're going to do something shorter because that yes. was to get more people. But a couple of little young ladies, they started their own collaborations. Some of them are writing books. And that's what the project is all about. I want everybody to be able to birth a book. I want to teach folk, teach you all as a group, collectively, all 90 people, how to write a book. What is it that you need to birth the products that you want to create and put out here? I'm a strong believer that we had to create a legacy and leave it to our family because I know Uncle Sam took care of me with the nice retirement check, but that goes when I go. So I got to do some, um, create products so that my kids, my grandkids, and their kids will have products. 
So you have to change the mindset. There's a lot of distraction going on right now in our community. So we have to teach them. And I know, Gil, that you learned too in the military, you seem saying so resourceful about them helping us and giving us the tools that we need. So yeah, so with the podcast and books and stuff, these things will be left behind long after we're gone. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that is to me, that's a way of almost telling the enemy, so this is what you thought was going to destroy me. But what it really did, and I remember reading something that said they didn't realize when they put Jesus in the ground that he was a seed. And so right. sometimes when the enemy's trying to kill something, what he really does is he does produce something in us that God was really trying to push out. And I'm so excited and grateful to be a part of this journey, this author journey, because there is so many people out there who don't necessarily have the best intentions. And so when you can find someone who really has a heart to help and serve and give back, you know, I would, I would encourage anyone, if you want to write a book, if you're contemplating writing a book, please reach out to Vanessa, because not only has she written books that are bestsellers, it's her desire to show you how to do the same thing. And to me, I believe the success without a successor is failure. And Vanessa, you are definitely leaving a legacy of authors and people who understand grief and, and the benefits of community and relationships. And so we thank you for that. So we really appreciate this episode, even though it was a little heavy, you know, but. But sometimes we need heavy. It helps us get lighter. Because it's reality. It is. It's really reality. As we sign off, Vanessa, one more time, can you give them your contact and if they want to be a part of a future book collaboration project, or even if they just want to reach out and talk to you? Okay, you can find me on Facebook. I am known as the Grief Strategist on Facebook. My website is www.griefhelpline.coach. My books are on Amazon. Um, there's the grief helpline and the grief, my grief kit is out there. And um, this project is finding joy in the journey, the devotional. So Vanessa, if you were going to speak to our audience and tell them one thing that you want to leave them with, what would that one thing be? Enjoy life. Take life one day at a time, but give it your best shot. Find your joy in the journey. And with that, we'll say we are stronger together. Let's grow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow!